I'm enrolling in Medicare soon, and it had me a little confused. Then I found MyHealthPolicy.com. With MyHealthPolicy.com, I could go online and compare Medicare Advantage plans from some top-rated national insurers, including $0 monthly premium plans. I can learn about plans in my area and talk with a licensed insurance agent if needed. MyHealthPolicy.com has made doing my research a whole lot easier. My choice, my Medicare, MyHealthPolicy.com. Hi, it's Jerry the King Lawler, and you're tuned in to the Don Tony and Kevin Castle Show. I don't know why you are, but you are. Amazing, says some guy. These men have changed broadcasting forever. The Don Tony and Kevin Castle Show. Oh, yeah, you know, just, uh, oh, no, I can't afford Skype. I'm talking about the, the, the baseball analogy. Oh, uh, yeah, come on, you think I, well, yucky, God, I don't speak Japan, and you f***ing people. Oh, yeah, you know, just, uh, f*** you, DT. Batista's pretty f***ing sexy, and, uh, did I mention Roman Reigns gives me a boner, and, uh, yeah, um, uh, 1980s baseball and wrestling was better than anything else. <laughs> Dontony.com What's up, everyone? It is January 6th, 2020. Welcome to this edition of the Don Tony and Kevin Castle Show. I am Don Tony, and he is... Kev Castle. What's up, TT? Not bad. Um, pretty funny tonight. I, I don't know if you heard what went down with uh, that little tackle that went down on Monday Night Raw tonight. Did you, did you see that fan interaction that went down? I missed it. I was, I actually, that was the time I went out seriously to go in the backyard to feed the cats. I came back in, I got online. Someone was like, you know, what was that in the ring? I'm like, what did I miss now? I missed some, I turned for eight minutes. And I missed something. Well, um, right after AJ Styles left the ring, somebody rolled into the ring. It looked like someone with a suit and, um, got tackled by two security guards almost immediately and uh, people were waiting for fan footage to come out to see, like, you know, what happened, uh, who was the person behind this and all that. And it ends up that um, the, the, the person who got tackled was actually the, uh, the priest that did the uh, wedding uh, commentating Belichick. for Lana Rusev. Belichick. No, not Belichick. Um, the pastor tonight that did the wedding vows for Lashley and Lana. That was him who got who got tackled? He got tackled. They thought it was a fan. And he, it's funny because when you see him roll into the ring, I mean, look, he's not an old man, but he's, you know, a little older, and he just rolled into that ring like a fan, and he got tackled immediately, and they pulled him outside, and they cut away, I think, to a commercial, and it ended up it was the pastor. 
these. Oh, did he miss his cue and he thought he was supposed to go in the ring? Did he not? He was he. Did, is that what happened? Well, the security guard, I think, missed their cue. I mean, some people are saying, well, maybe he rolled into the ring a little bit too early. I, I don't. Right, right, I, right, right, I, yeah, right. I don't think so because. You know, the security guards had no idea that that guy was going to be entering the ring. Because even but, when he was in the ring, I'm sure the guy was like, no, 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 I'm, I'm for the last Lana segment. Like, they, if they knew that that guy was at ringside to do the segment, you know, they would have stopped immediately. But they pulled him outside the ring, and um, then they realized they fucked up. Oh, but that was the next segment, wasn't it? Lashley and Lana. Yeah, but they had the guy in the ring before, you know, during a commercial break to set up everything that they were going to do. Right. So someone didn't alert security that this guy's part of the show. Yeah, yeah. But it was pretty funny because I don't recall that ever happening before, where security tackled someone who ended up was supposed to be part of the show. That's funny. Is there footage of it? Yeah, there's a whole bunch of fan cam footage okay, I gotta, online. I got to check that after the show. Yeah. So uh, it's 2020. Um, Wednesday Night Dynamite last week was the first show of 2020. This is the first DTKC show of 2020. And as we've been hyping everybody for a while, you know, we're going to be giving more content than before, more shows, but they're going to be shorter. So from now on, as far as DTKC, we're going to do our best to get these done in 60 minutes. And, you know, look, if you want more content, we have so many other shows out there. We got Patreon and there's other things on the horizon, but um, really no need to keep, you know, I, I, I don't mean to pat ourselves in the back, but I even said this on Twitter earlier today, Drew McIntyre. I see every podcaster and every website tonight saying, oh, Drew's getting a better reaction from the fans. He's getting fan favorite. Maybe go for hey, that. I, I said that too. Well, <laughs> but, but the thing is, we already talked about it for the last two weeks. Oh, yeah, so we said it last. No, no, I'm saying that's why I wanted to kind of stick on the narrative. I don't want to be like, oh, anybody remember we said that? We did say that about Yeah, things. so it's like, no. you know, yeah, no wonder why our shows are an hour and a half because we say the same Tony, thing Tony three, four times. Yeah, Tony's saying we've been saying it for weeks. Yeah, yeah we have. I mean, one thing we can say tonight is no way, Jose. Uh, what happens with him? Like, are they they going to turn him a heel? Is he going to turn his back on the fucking, you know, his entourage? Because he's getting the shit knocked out of him, and the fans want to see Drew beat the fuck out of him more. Yeah, he's turning his back on that conga line. Drew said it tonight. He hates conga lines. Most people do. It makes most people angry. But I think no way, Jose. Look, he's a good-sized guy, about 6'4", 265. Big dude. They could do something with him, change the look, change the scenery. Don't do what they do with Mojo Raleigh with no direction. But, uh, you know, maybe they can do something else with this guy. I mean, why, why not? Try something else before you outright let him go. Yeah, I, I absolutely agree. I mean, the funny thing about it is last week um, – you know, they had Drew McIntyre beat the fuck out of No Way Jose. So yeah. if you want No Way Jose to still remain a babyface and not get the fans to want to see Drew beat the fuck out of him more, you know, you do a one and done. You know, you just, he got beat up last week. You know, you don't have him on again. Maybe he fights Shelton Benjamin down the line or somebody else and he gets a win here and there on main event. But they decide, nah, you know what, let's keep the downturn of No Way Jose going and we'll have him get his shit knocked out of him a second week in a row. Yeah, it's it got Drew over more and right that when he pulled him back in the ring, you want to see me Claymore kick him again? And everyone was like, yeah. Mm -hmm. So it's it's happening. You know, the uh, the lovable baby face that he started out as and people getting into it, it's it's run its course and they 
they better turn him bad guy, do something else with him. But man, work for it. It's helping Drew. I mean, maybe that's what's most important. An easy way to get someone more over as a baby face is to always listen to the fans. I mean, there's been many yeah. times where Brock Lesnar, who is a full-blown heel, or someone else who is a full-blown heel, will do a move, and the fans will chant one more time, one more time. Now, if that heel wrestler obliges and does it one more time, they usually are greeted with cheers from the fans. So all Drew McIntyre has got to do is get the fans to say one more time, and you do it one more time, and boom, hey, he's listening to us. Oh, yeah. and, they, and an easy way to get over. But Drew McIntyre, you know, he pointed out tonight, what we've been saying the last couple of weeks, that um, he's not, you know, getting a heavyweight title shot. Now, what's your thoughts on the whole Brock Lesnar thing? Well, I didn't know what the announcement was going to be. I mean, it's good to see him back since November. I mean, it's again, you shake your head. You're like, this is the world champion, his first appearance since November. Okay. Um, I didn't know what was going to happen. I didn't know who was going to challenge, and turns out there is no challenge. Uh, he's making the challenge where he's going to be Number one in the Royal Rumble. This is interesting. It's a different take on a champion in a Royal Rumble. It's never been done before. Um, is it DT because no one is ready for prime time as far as challenging him right now? Maybe Drew down the line. Maybe Alistair down the line. But right now, DT, you think it's because of a supply and demand? Well, is nobody ready yet? I'll say this. Um, when they said it's never been done before, the first, mm -hmm. first of all, I hope everybody understands the title is not on the line. No, no, I understand that, but as a world yeah. champion, never entered at number one. Uh, not at number one, but, you know, as far as a champion being in the Royal Rumble, I remember Roman Reigns won versus 29. Right, um, right, right. But, you know, I'm, I'm reading people online saying, oh, Brock Lesnar is going to win the whole thing. And, and, I, and I know why they're saying that, because they think the title's on the line and they think there's no way he's going to lose the title at the Royal Rumble. So right away, the instant reaction is, oh, he's going to win the whole thing. I got news for you. I think the reason why he's going to be number one in the Royal Rumble is so he's one of the earliest motherfuckers out of there so he can go home early. That's a good point, but is that just to get him in the Royal Rumble, DT, to justify that he's part of the distraction? Distra distraction. Yeah, distraction. Okay, yeah, he's distraction. got no opponent, no title match. The title is not being defended. This, again, you know, people, it just blows me away. I could see little kids not understanding. But when I see fucking 28-year-old married Jose with three fucking kids going on message boards and saying, lazy fuck Lesnar, lazy Lesnar, I'm like, you can't, I, I understand where, where you live and maybe the, you know, the income level is a lot lower over there and, you know, maybe you didn't graduate high school, but you can't be that stupid. He ain't going to fight. I've said this 10,000 times. Brock Lesnar is not going to show up on his days off. What do you people out there think? He's going to show up and say, you know, Vince, I, I know I'm not booked till next month or two months from now, but I was in the neighborhood. I, I this, this is on me. I, I, you know, you've done so good to me and my family all these years. You know, right. I, this is on me. I, 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 I got this one. And he's going to go to the ring. This is WWE schedule. I mean, it, I see grown adults still thinking that Brock Lesnar is lazy. This is WWE's booking. This is Paul Heyman's booking. I mean, before Paul Heyman took, you know, creative on Raw, 
We complained for four, five, six years that Brock Lesnar is never on TV because that's the stupid... Um, it's not stupid for him, but that's the stupid decision WWE made. You want to have a guy for a part-time schedule, fine. But don't fucking put the title on him. I mean, I think people forget that there was one point where the title wasn't defended for like four or five months. So now Paul Heyman gets, you know, ahead of creative, and he does the same goddamn thing. Yeah, so so Brock Lesnar... I mean, even Paul Heyman can't figure out a storyline and an opponent because and I and here's where I defend Paul Heyman. If Paul Heyman is in charge of Raw and WWE events want Brock Lesnar as the champion because he is the, the most legitimate guy for that belt, and we have proven with with research that Brock Lesnar actually does pop ratings. You know, when he's advertised yeah. and he appears, he does, you know, he doesn't lose viewers, he gains some viewers. But the thing is, is that Paul Heyman is looking at his roster, looking at creative, and he's like, all right, Brock's the champion. Um, when is he going to be scheduled for Raw again? Oh, he, he oh, Survivor Series. Okay, well, what about Raw after Survivor Series? No, 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 he won't be back till the first week in January. So what is Paul Heyman supposed to do? I mean, really, there is nothing the guy could do. So here's a case where I actually defend Paul Heyman because if you have someone who's not going to be working for six, seven weeks, what what could you possibly do? There's really nothing Paul Heyman could do with this. This is on WWE exclusively. Yeah, it's true. I mean, you know, what do you do when your champion is, has, is on this kind of schedule and there's certain, you know, parameters that you got to work with and, um, but again, I, you know, I, I would have thought, you know, why not defend the title? I mean, they, listen, they can give it, uh, to, uh, Drew McIntyre, Lord knows he's got enough wins to, to just the title match, but obviously not enough time to build it up with Lesnar just coming out tonight to DT. I mean, the Royal Rumble is what, three weeks away. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, they, they couldn't do a good justification for an opponent. So this was the best way to go to put him in the Royal Rumble. But I got to say, I, I didn't see anybody report this. I didn't see this coming. Were you surprised by this announcement? <laughs> No, no, because we didn't see any storyline for Brock Lesnar. There's no build. Um, Really, I mean, there's only two options. He gets an impromptu match at Royal Rumble, which he's going to retain the title, or he enters the Royal Rumble. And, you know, like I said, the fact that they did number one, I honestly, truthfully believe that this is solely for... I can almost see it in front of me. Brock Lesnar will probably eliminate a whole bunch of people early on, very, very quickly. So he'll literally be in the ring for 10, 20, 30 seconds at a time with no opponents. That'll milk time to give the aura that Brock Lesnar is in the Royal Rumble for 5, 10 minutes or whatever it is. And then he's going to get eliminated, and that's going to be it. Maybe it'll be Cain Velasquez, as some people think. Maybe it'll be Drew McIntyre. Maybe it'll be someone that we least expect. Maybe it's a SmackDown guy. I don't know. But all I know is that, you know, this, to me, this is nothing but smoke and mirrors because WWE decided to put the title once again on a guy that they knew was not going to be on television for six or seven weeks and Paul Heyman, how could you do a storyline when someone is not there? So three weeks away, all right, we'll put him in the Royal Rumble. We'll put him number one. You know, of course, you got morons online that are already falling for, oh, he's going to outlast the whole thing. 
you know, what, when in his career was Brock Lesnar Iron Man Brock Lesnar? You know what I mean? Yeah, but DT, what about the scenario of him just off the cuff of Drew McIntyre being the one to eliminate him, gets a big crowd pop, and then yeah. something starts with that where Drew threw him out, and then it can go a little back and forth on TV and really start to get the moment. See if Drew has real momentum here. Sure. And, uh, you know, why not do that? And that's believable that he can throw Brock out. And the size of the guy, the guy's a beast. He looks good. He's starting to show personality, and he's got that intangible that girls think he's attractive and guys think he's kind of cool. So, I mean, that's, you know, that's really maybe they have this guy in the mist the whole time. They just didn't know how to use him. I mean, listen, Daniel Bryan, same thing. This thing just catches fire. Mm. I don't know if Drew's going to be a big, you know, major player, but uh, it's definitely believable that he can be Brock. Yeah, but it's like what I said last week. We're only January 6th. Yeah, even know. even if Drew beats, you know, or eliminates Brock at the Royal Rumble. Um, first of all, if he eliminates Brock at the Royal Rumble, that's good and doesn't win the Royal Rumble, this is gonna set up a match between Drew and Brock probably February. Right. Which sucks because that means the chances of Drew McIntyre actually getting that belt before WrestleMania is almost nil because why would you not have Brock Lesnar going into Mania as the heavyweight champion? So the only other idea is Drew McIntyre has got to win the whole damn thing, and then he challenges Brock at WrestleMania, which, Mm -hmm. you know, is a better scenario. But if you do that, you don't necessarily have to have Brock get eliminated by Drew. Drew could win the whole thing, and who knows? Maybe five people eliminate Brock. Maybe Rey Mysterio. Maybe Brock Lesnar eliminates himself, you know, later on. He just, you know, I'm done with this, you know? But, um... I don't know. I don't know. I mean, we'll see what happens. But all I know is him entering, him number one. I mean, what, what do people think? All of a sudden, he's going to give 45 minutes of nonstop action for everybody out there? I mean, I... No, and I don't think he can go that uh, He can go that distance. Reading what Kyle is saying here, which is could be something, Kane can maybe el- eliminate Lesnar. Uh, Drew, wins, Drew wins the whole thing. Uh, and then Drew is the opponent. Well, down that's the line yeah. Well, that's what I said. Yeah, that's yeah, what I said. Fucks, well, you fucks with Kane for like a month, and then you know. Oh, I, I don't know. As a tweener, you know, a tweener yeah. opponent, because not everybody saw that stupid fucking uh, Middle Eastern thing that they did. I mean, you know what I mean? Oh, so they could probably do something. They on didn't American see style. it. They heard about it, and it was not yeah. very good. Unless he practiced, he's been practicing for the last three months. Uh, you know? Well, it's not easy to practice for a match with Brock Lesnar. That's for the but uh, speaking of, you know, as far as, like, practicing and in the ring and stuff like that, we got a little treat tonight. Uh, almost a two-year absence on Monday Night Raw. Uh, we got the big show. Um, beat a mystery partner of Kevin Owens and Samoa Joe versus AOP and Seth Rollins. You know, when he yeah. first came out, he looked a little bit... Uh, he What? Wobbly. He looked a little wobbly. When he entered the ring, you know, I, I wrote it off later on. It's okay, probably just tight hamstrings. Like it looked yeah. like he couldn't really climb over the top rope like he used yeah. to. But once he got going, he got going. And you know what? Good for him, man. Because anybody out there, if you know history, somebody that big usually does not have a. You know, look, you could go morbid and say somebody doesn't live. You know, a very old well, age, but it's true. Average labs lifespan is forty nine fifty. Yeah, but the fact that this guy's been competing—I mean, this is something that I don't think people real realize—and this is why I believe Big Show is easily all of famer. 
Not even close. Oh, yeah, 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 and yeah. this is why I don't want Big Show in the NWO induction. Big Show deserves his first Hall of Fame induction by himself, not oh, as part of a clique. Definitely, definitely. That guy's been wrestling for over 25 years. Yeah. I mean, you know, I'm blown away when I see Tommy Dreamer wrestling almost 30 years. Here's a fucking mammoth of a guy, you know, with his issues of being a giant and everything. Over 25 years, he's been able to withstand it. Yeah. So he's got an, he's got an artificial hip too. Yeah, yeah. So um, you know, look, it was good to see him back. Um, he's not officially a member of the Raw roster. If anybody goes on WWE's website and looks at the Raw roster. With the exception of Big Show, the only other person you really thought that could have come out as the mystery partner was only one of two choices, either Ricochet or Randy Orton. Right, right. So, you know, they went with Big Show, which was someone that's not officially on the Raw roster. But uh, it was nice to see him back. Yeah, the crowd seemed to like it. And listen, again, uh, you know, I'm on Twitter and like everybody else and just having fun with it. And I didn't really see anybody name that it was Big Show. Everyone was taking guesses. I didn't really see anybody. Say I don't I know anybody would have guessed him because yeah. he's not on the Raw roster. No, no, I get that. But just as a offshoot, like, you know, everyone always, you know, grabs. It. I mean, listen, we have contests based on that. You know, someone, you know, take a, a guesstimation and you get it right. But, uh, yeah, though, I mean, it was good. You heard his music, and my first reaction was, oh, God. But then I thought about it. I'm like, well, in fairness, he hasn't been on in two years. I can't complain. Like, he's natty. So when he came out, it was kind of good. But he did look a little off kilter when he was walking. His gait was a little off, uh, even in the ring, um, a little bit. He looked a little uncomfortable. But then again, he's not in the ring too often these days, and he's near 50. So I don't mm -hmm. believe he's 50 yet. Anybody know how old Big Show is? Probably 48, I'll check it. I'll check it because okay. too, many, too many people, yeah, unfortunately. Curious. Yeah, they, I don't they think are. He said five, I don't think he said 5 0 yet. Yeah, no, 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 no. People gets too much. He's 47 years old. He, he's going okay. to be 48 next month. Uh, he's, for his size, he's up there. Yeah. yeah. Um, Want to shout out our returning patrons, Amber Davis, Chris DeMars, Quadruple H, Tux, and our returning associate producer, Chris Harris. And oh, cool. um, next week, uh, for all of the plugs for our associate producers and our sponsors, I'll have rolling credits online so everybody can actually see, you know, their names, you know, visible, which will be really cool. So especially since the shows are a little shorter, that'll actually save us about five minutes or so. But I like the idea of rolling credits. This way people could actually see everybody's names. And also I want to shout out our sponsors, Canvas Theory. Um, shout out to everybody who has gone on their website and picked up some wrestling merchandise. It's, you know, really cool wrestling attire with style. I have a T-shirt. I have a hat. I know a few of others out there, and the Lucha Libre theme is absolutely phenomenal, beautiful colors. So everybody out there, you know, just glance over. It doesn't cost anything to yeah. go on their website. You might see something you really will like. Um, Texas Podcast Massacre, great podcast focusing on horror films, not just from yesteryear, but from today as well. Uh, Shoot the Defense, great soccer podcast by fans of soccer for soccer fans. Stell, very good people. You can catch them on Twitter, at Shoot the Defense, and they have a Patreon. A lot of exclusive content that you cannot get anywhere else. Uh, we'll do more plugs in a little bit. Um, 
Rusev. Uh, next next week, he's going to have the match with Lashley, and uh, <laughs> Liv is going to be in his corner. Yeah, I, uh, I was trolling people a little bit, saying Liv got released because she wasn't in the uh, segment with uh, Lana or no mention of her. But then, of course, you know, 10 minutes later, she was interviewed backstage. Um, yeah, I mean, listen, I, I'm already, most people are done with this. I understand it got some good ratings, and that's why they highlighted it again. They're still going on with this. Uh, I'm not interested in it per se. I'm kind of glad I'm going to be out next week and not be able to see it. Um, but, uh, you know, listen, they're continuing this with Liv. I don't know if they're going to play up the lesbian lover angle. They'll just have Liv team with Rusev just to get back at Lana. But uh, again, I just Lana's acting was terrible again tonight. DT, I almost think it's a joke on all of us that Damon tells her to go out there and just act really ridiculous. Her acting is just—is it on purpose that she's so bad, DT? Because it's just even when she's telling the crowd to show up, shut up. She's she's just off. She's just not delivering a promo the right way. It just irritates me. Her acting is is terrible. I know this is going to sound nuts, um, but I'm going to just say it. I honestly am starting to get it with Lana and his storyline. I honestly think that she is doing exactly what WWE wants her to do. I think they want her to be so annoying, so aggravating. So, you know, it's like I said, it's like a car accident. You know, I guarantee you if somebody gets run over by a bus, you know, right now, even though there's only two people walking down the street, you give it 10 minutes, you'll have 50 people looking at it. You know, car accidents get a lot, police chases get a lot of viewers. I mean, just sometimes things are so bad, they you can't turn away. And I think that they just say, look, be annoying, be aggravating, get under their skin. You don't have to diss them CM Punk pipe bomb quality type stuff. You don't have to be smooth on the mic. Just whatever you want to say that pisses you off, that pisses the people up, just do it. I think that's what they want her to do. I think she's actually doing exactly what WWE wants her to do. And, you know, look... Um, I don't, if that's the, the storyline they've been given, you know, they're trying to make the best of it. I, 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 I'm not saying I like it. I'm not a fan of it. And I think, you know, I, I have to also give myself a little credit because I said last week, you know, and we talked about it on, I think it was Thursday on breakfast. No, it wasn't. We didn't do breakfast soup Friday. Thursday. It might have been Friday with you and me. But, blah, blah, blah. you know, I was joking. Well, I was having a friendly debate with Lee, RCWR uh, show, yeah, because yeah. he said last week that, and I'm not trying to keep bringing it up, but, you know, he brought up a point that a lot of people said too. Oh, you know, it's a shame they didn't give the that spot to Sonia, who is really LGBTQ. Right, right. And right. what I said on Patreon last week is, you know, this is an entertainment show. And just because someone 
is gay doesn't mean that they should be first dibs to play a gay character. We have gay people playing straight people in, in Hollywood. We have straight people playing gay people on TV shows. I mean, over the years, there's been tons of them. You know, Sonia Deville, I, I, I mentioned this to you Friday. I don't watch Total Divas. I can't stand it. I never liked it. Um, and so, But my girl watches it, and when I glance over at Sonia Deville, you know, although she's an inspiration, um, she's not charismatic. She doesn't no. have that psycho attitude to herself. And I don't think Sonia Deville would have been able to fill that role in the storyline with Lana. But I also said last week that just because someone is obsessed with another person of the same sex, in this case a woman, doesn't mean they're gay in storyline. I bring up, once again, Mickey James with Trish Stratus. Anybody remember when she licked her finger? I mean, was Mickey James playing a gay chick, a bisexual chick, or just someone that was enamored and obsessed with someone? So, you know, Lana wrote on, on social media this weekend, just because, you know, someone is not outspoken in the LGBTQ um, community doesn't mean that they're not pansexual, bisexual, gay, transgender, or trying to process their sexuality. Don't assume someone's sexuality, even if they're married. You know, for many people, it's complicated. And I think that's what a lot of people missed last week, that, oh, because, you know, Liv had feelings for Lana that, oh, she's playing a gay character. You know, and, and that just shows, I don't know, is it ignorance by people, I mean, because everybody out there has got the for everyone and the, you know, the 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 rainbow colors, the show that they support, but you know, supporting gay and understanding sexuality and gay is two totally different things. Even the Lars situation that I I will not talk about here, you know, people automatically think that they know other people's sexuality or they know anything about gay. Everybody jumping the gun and saying lives, you know playing being gay or playing a gay character um that might be a little bit jumping the gun i think people don't want to overthink anything i think it's it's annoying to people that they can't figure it out they want their wrestling to be less complicated they want to understand the characters they want to connect to characters i don't think again you know uh, Steven soap operas are easy to figure out days of our lives. This guy's a bad guy. This guy's sleeping with this guy's wife. He's in the wrong. I don't think wrestling fans, want, you know, they're not condemning her or anything. They're just like, they don't understand. They're like, how'd she go from the cute little punk rock chick who dated Enzo? And now she's having a thing with Lana. This is, well, I mean, I use a work. We know that, but I'm not buying it. Like, I think that was more the thing. They're like, and also DT, I remember everyone was hoping for a real change of look and change of character. And she came out, uh, straight out of the bathtub with longer hair. I mean, there was no real change to anything other than her uh, sexual persuasion. Well, I mean, what was the what was the change? DT and let, let me ask you she this: was, she was cleaner for being in the bathtub for three weeks. Let me ask you this: if everybody out there just wants wrestling and don't want you know, all this stuff, then why do people tweet about it eighty five times? Well, they don't want complication. They kind of want to understand where they're going with this, and people are confused right now. I think. Yeah, I don't know. It's, I just it's um, confusing. It's confusing and, why Rusev said DT is done with his wife. She's your problem now. Yet he's still fighting Lashley over this. Well, well what's, what's that all about? I, you know, that goes back to what I've said on you know the the other show 
a lot of times, you know, and I even wrote a little something about this on social media last week. You know, when you want to, you know, put pain on someone, you know, especially if it's someone from the opposite sex, you're not going to punch them in the mouth. But psychological pain is almost as enjoyable. So, you know, if you have someone that, you know, cheats on you and you split up, you know, of course, the guy's not going to punch the girl in the mouth or anything. Like, he'll go to jail. So right. if he could beat the fuck out of her significant other, the guy who's cheated on with, you know, that gives emotional pain to Lana in storyline. So Rusev beating the fuck out of Lashley, that just gives Lana pain. And, you know, in, in real life, you know, sometimes if somebody d- does you wrong, you know, the, the best revenge and legal revenge is, you know, giving them a lot of emotional distress. Very hard to go to jail for giving someone emotional distress. Yeah, you can't go to jail for being a pain in the ass. Well, I don't even mean pain in the ass. <laughs> I mean tormenting someone where they just fucking have a nervous breakdown. Well, you can to the point of the person hurts themselves. I mean, remember the girl who uh, told the boyfriend to go kill himself? She's doing fucking 20 years, so. Yeah. You know, the, the, the texting girl. Oh. Uh, um, Well, yeah, and you know what? Speaking of texting and emotional distress and all that, you know, I'm not going to get into it here. I don't even think you know about the situation. I'll talk about it Wednesday. But uh, anybody out there wants to hear about it, some real creepy shit, um, look up what's going on with uh, Rory Gulak, the brother of Drew Gulak. Uh, Just see what's going on with him and why Chikara let him go last week and... uh, I'm going to have uh, some interesting things to say Wednesday about it because, uh, you know, the girl who's making the accusations, I'm not, you know, going to tease anything. I'm not going to claim I'm going to take sides. But, you know, I just find it. You want, you want me to just tell yeah, you get into the it. overall synopsis? Sure. Uh, I'll, yeah, t- yeah, I'll tell you it. briefly, briefly. Especially if it's fresh news. Let's get into it. All right. I, I, briefly, I'll, I'll, tell, I'll tell you the overall because I don't have the text in front of me or anything yeah, like that. All right. Um, Roy Gulak, brother of Drew Gulak, wrestler also, um, mm-hmm. wrestled for Chikar and other places. He's been having some, um, I guess, sex sexting, you know, with, with some women and, you know, okay. exchanging a lot of adult stuff and, you know, whatever. I, I don't even know if they've even hung out in real life and had any, you know, physical you. contact. But, you know, it's all... Sex, sexting through the t- the phone, the cell phone. Okay. Well, apparently Gulak got released from Chikara last week because um, he's been texting uh, at least this woman, even though she claims other people have come forward also, and he's been you know talking about how he loves animal porn, and he's even teased. I think child pornography with her and, you know, would say things to her. Like he would send her videos of animal porn and, you know, Oh, did you see the load that this, this horse just blew? Oh, I would love to, you know I mean? But really like intense stuff. And to the point where this girl claims that not only did Shakara release him, but they called the police so there may there may there's a lot more to this story that we don't know that I'm trying to get all the details. I talked to a few people tonight that know Rory Gulak. One person in particular that knows him personally for 15 years had no idea that this guy had this obsession with you know this crazy shit. But some of the text messages about kids 
Very, very disturbing. You know, but as I'm going to get into on Wednesday, what I find not on the same level, but similar is disturbing. And some of you out there actually follow this girl on Twitter, by the way. What I find a little, you, you too. I don't want to tell you who it is. Yeah, I'll tell you. Oh, off the, you follow her too. Tell me, tell me off the air. I yeah. have no idea. But the thing is, is that, you know, she says that, you know, when he first started texting about the animal stuff, like she stopped texting him, but she remained friends with him on Twitter and this is and that. I don't know what it's like to, you know, I, I, I stay away from animal porn. I wouldn't even you know, think about child porn. Oh, it's too. sick and disturbing. If I ever met any girl that even hinted at the idea of banging a horse or banging a dog or doing this or child porn, that motherfucking bitch would be erased, eliminated. This girl has dozens, if not hundreds of texts back and forth with this guy. And I'm saying to myself, you know, it's just disturbing to be in that conversation with that person for that long when this person is talking about all this crazy shit after text number one. The fuck out of here. Don't fuck, what are you fucking nuts? What is something wrong with you? Don't fucking text me again. And there is a way to block someone, but you still remain friends on Twitter and say, there's some really, really lonely people out there. And, you know, but at the same time, though, you know, the fact that this guy got fired from Chikara, there's a lot more to the story. I just don't understand how women out there, because apparently there's other women coming forward too and saying, yeah, he said that to me and he did this and it's that. I mean, how the fuck do you keep talking to this person? fuck is wrong with all of you? Are you that lonely? I mean, I don't know what the boiling point was. I mean, the, f- the first horse dick that you see blowing a load, I think that would be enough like, all right, that's it. <laughs> She's like, oh, my kids are, are, are going to see this. Your kids are going to see this. You fucking delete it immediately and you block the motherfucker. My kids are going to see this. What does that mean? If you didn't have kids, then it would have been no real issue. Oh, it's just, it's a weird fucking situation. But, you know, I, I, I believe in this country, you're innocent until proven guilty. But, man, you see all those text messages this guy has got some major fucking problems and Lord knows if this guy's in in possession of illegal media, I think is the right way to put it. Yeah. I don't know why again, you know, I I say this time and time again, you know, that stuff will catch up with you. These dirty little secrets that you could have held in the seventies and eighties and maybe even the nineties you can't do now, whether it's online or, you know, tell a friend and they'll tell 10 people and then someone will have a, a text to show 10 other people that you sent them some weirdo, you know, proclivity that you have sexually, uh, you know, just keep that to yourself. And, and if you keep it to yourself, get some help, talk to a fucking doctor or something. Cause I don't get that out of DT. I would never, I would never ever watch anything with animals in any kind of abuse way. And that includes sexually. That is hard. Those donkey shows in Mexico that I hear people brag about that they go to, I shake my head and I'm like, wow. I mean, there was, I uh, saw one text message that someone who's friends with him sent to me and he, he sent her a video of a horse blowing a load and her text message to him was, Oh, I bet you wish you were the horse. Like, like you bet you wish that you were blowing your load on me like that. And I'm saying to myself, 
this guy is disturbed. But if that's your fucking response to a horse video, they, they, no wonder why this this girl is is fucking alone. I mean, look, no, no matter how lonely somebody is, you don't deserve to be, you know, a, a given, you know, horrible content like that. No. But, you know, it, he, this guy's in a lot of trouble. And, you know, I hope the police are looking into it. Of course, you're innocent until proven guilty. But I, I recommend for anybody that is aware of this story that thinks I'm trying to, like, you know, put blame on her. I'm not. The only thing I'm saying is, is that just take note of some of the reactions in those text messages. Anybody out there, probably if you were that incensed and that outrageous, outraged about it and that fucking, you know, angry about it, your immediate response would be, don't fucking text me ever again, you sick motherfucker. You fucking piece of shit. If you fucking text me again, I'm going to put all your text messages online. You fucking disturbed piece of shit. No, you know, I bet you wish you could blow your load on me like that. Yeah, I don't remember so, exactly so, so, what she said, but that's what you respond? Yeah, so what are you, like, you're baiting him? Like, what? what is that? That's like a bait, you know what I mean? Ah. That's a baiting. That's, that's trapping. Like, what is that? And then she could turn around and say, well, see, I'm luring him in. See, it's easy for her to say that. Oh, I'm luring him in. It's I'm, I'm like almost working him in a way. You know, she can fall back on that. He is dead in the water because what is he going to say? Oh, I just want to see what kind of sicko she was. They could both do that to each other, DT, but you know who's going to be believed and who's not. Yeah. I mean, you at the end mean? of the day, she's a victim. There's no yeah. question. But, you know, I just, like I said, I always told the story about an indie wrestler. Um, I've talked about it on Patreon more than anything else. I'll mention it briefly here. Um, there was an indie wrestler. I don't want to say who it is. He died, was in the Northeast, very heavy guy. Oh, fuck it. I'll say who it is. Maximum, maximum Capacity. I think that's what his name was. Is he really? dead now? I think, I think uh, his name was Maximum Capacity. I got to look it up just to make sure that the guy... Oh, Maximum Capacity. Yeah, Maximum Capacity. Let me see if this guy is dead. I think he is dead. Uh, maximum Capacity Wrestler. Let's see. I think he died a couple of years ago. How heavy was he? Yeah, yeah, yeah. He, he, was, he was heavy. Michael. Yeah, there he is. Yeah, that was him. He he was wow. yeah. Anyway, um long story short, guy used to be a big fan of the minority report. And what happened was me like an idiot, I gave him my home phone number because I was doing a little bit of indie shows here and there, and the guy would call me up, we'd talk wrestling and this, this and that. And the guy started calling me like a maniac, calling me like at two o'clock in the morning calling my house five times during the day. There's messages, oh, I f wanted to see if you were home. And at first I just thought, you know, he wanted to talk wrestling and everything. And he would send me like some merchandise, still have some stuff in the bin. I When I start doing video, I'm going to show people some of this stuff. But then um, he started like late at night, like leading on into like sexual stuff. Oh, and, and I fucking said to that guy, I said, don't you fucking ever call this house again, you fucking motherfucker. I will fucking grab your dick and I will toss it around like a, like a fucking boomerang. I said, don't, <laughs> I'm not into that. Don't fight. He started calling me like obsessively two, three o'clock in the morning. This was oh about 15 years ago. Like and a boomerang. Yeah, I was just like, don't fucking ever. As soon as he started like talking like this real perverted set, I didn't even, not even, I didn't even DT, wait. Is that, is that him, DT? Kyle K put up a show? Uh, yeah, that's him. Oh, my God. Yeah. 
I mean, I, I have yeah. some. Look, he sent me some really cool wrestling merchandise, but, you yeah. know, he was a fan of the show. And um, he just was, it, and he, and let me just say this. I don't want to, look, he's dead now, and I don't want to throw shade on him. Anybody that's a long-time listener to Hotline Report, you know this story for about 15 years also. But that's, I'll say this. I don't know this story for some reason. There was someone, because I only talked about it on Patreon. Patreon, I okay. get a lot rawer than, than over here. You yeah, know? but I was on the show. I thought I would have heard about it. Yeah, no, no, no. It's, I, 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 I don't remember you ever telling I, me this story. I never I mean, put I, the it. Name, the name sounds familiar. I but. never put it on the shows because I told them. I said, I'll, I'll fucking expose it and tell everybody about all this stuff. But I even think I have a handwritten letter inside from him also. Oh, my God. You know, just saying that he just wanted to be a friend and this and that, but there was someone else involved too. Okay. You know, I, I, it, it was a female. But, um, you know, it was just it was just weird shit, man. Just really weird stuff. Yeah, Tony Lopez remembers the story. So this is when we were still on the hotline. Um, I don't know. This was before, I think. This this was a little bit after XPW round, round stuff. Table, round, round no, this table. was between XPW and when I started doing stuff for Goodman. Oh, okay. Oh, so yeah, this is like really early, early 2000s. Yeah, it's it's at least okay. 15 years ago, maybe a little more. Because wow. I stopped doing the hotline in 06-ish around there on a regular basis. So it had to have been like 02, 03. Okay. Yeah, so... Uh, so anyway, you know, I'll, I'll get into it a little bit more on Wednesday, but um, some other quick news tidbits, and there's an interesting one that came out from CM Punk that I think some of you out there may get a kick out of. Uh, before we do that, I want to shout out some of our associate producers. Tygsy Bowers, Sharon Pierce, Julius Tillery, Aaron from Anaheim, Seth Washington, the Metaphys at Fox, and everyone, again, Check out his poetry uh, website. He has gotten some clientele from listening to our shows. He is an artist, and if you ever want any custom poetry written up for like a Christmas card or anniversary card, he does this for a living, and he's really fucking talented. And he gave me a lot of suggestions You know, when I was going to give my proposal, even though I ended up using none of them because I just like the shows. Whatever came to my mind, that's what I was going to say. I wasn't going to read anything off the paper. But right. shout out to Whisperer Rob, G-Unit Jane Gambino, Neil McLeod, Vic Condor, Garcia Kane, CM Black Pixels, Jacob Eston, Michael John Buchanan, Derek Brewer, Jerry Stewart, Johnny Marin, Stell, Michael Westfall, Brandon Foley, Chuck Lentz, Chris Harris, welcome back, Tony, Keith Doherty, John Krauser, Roger Rubio, Fatty316, The Man Stan, Loudon, Anna, Don Tony's political advisor, D-Boy Gentleman, Ernesto Defensa, Timothy Keel, Came Shaw, Jeffrey Collins, James Mills, Cockboy, James J. Smoothie, Tom Boffin, yeah. Joseph Nicoluk, Nico Time, Michael Rhino, Paul Convoy, Adam Demoy, Billy Taylor, Asana Hashmi, and Brett Webster. We'll get into more shout-outs in a little bit. Yep. Um... Did you see CM Punk's revelation about WrestleMania 30? Nope, didn't read that yet. CM Punk, uh, I had to actually have someone email this to me because a few people PM'd me and sent me like the link to CM Punk's social media. I'm like, I can't see it. Then they'd send it again. I'm like, no, you don't understand. I'm blocked. I can't right, see right, it. Right. Um, he got his hands on the original card that was supposed to take place for WrestleMania 30. And what's interesting about it is, you know, he left early on after the Royal Rumble. We remember everything that went down. I'm very surprised that this was in print on paper that early on. 
Um, because just think Royal Rumble time period, WrestleMania, which was April 6th, 2014. But just to show everybody how the matches changed since CM Punk walked out and quit. Um, I'll give you some of the matches. Originally, we had, uh, let's see, let's go down this list. We had Daniel Bryan versus Triple H, and that was the stipulation that whoever won would be entered in the WWE World Heavyweight Championship match later on that night. If you remember, we had Randy Orton versus Batista and the winner, Daniel Bryan versus Triple H. The original match was supposed to be CM Punk taking on Triple H. Because remember, uh, if I remember correctly, Kane and the Authority screwed CM Punk with the Royal Rumble. I guess this was going to lead to CM Punk versus Triple H at WrestleMania. Right. So Daniel Bryan, you know, obviously wrestled Triple H instead, and he would win that match and go on to win the WWE World Heavyweight Championship, defeating Batista and Randy Orton. Well, originally, the match with Randy Orton was supposed to be just strictly Batista versus Randy Orton one-on-one for the title, which I think everybody figured out. You know, Daniel Bryan was added to it. But who is Daniel Bryan originally supposed to face? Believe it or not, after the bullshit we had at Mania not too long before this, he was supposed to take on Sheamus. Sheamus? Yep. Oh, okay, yeah, I remember that little few. Yeah, so we were supposed to have Daniel Bryan versus Sheamus at WrestleMania. Instead, we had Daniel Bryan take on Triple H, and then Daniel Bryan take on Batista and Randy Orton. Pretty pretty uh, dramatic change, if you think about yeah. it. Yeah, shows you the difference, yeah. Yeah, uh, some of the other matches were the same. John Cena versus Bray Wyatt was the same. Undertaker Brock Lesnar was the same. Uh, Big Show versus Kane, I don't remember that taking place at Mania. I don't think that did take place at Mania. I think that match was scrapped because they added the extra match of Daniel Bryan. Right. I think so. But uh, yeah, so those were a couple of, he put that out on social media, which I found very interesting, especially since, you know, CM Punk working for, you know, Fox, but he's also, uh, you know, doing a WWE show. Like, I don't know why you would put that out there. Yeah, I don't know either. It's, it's interesting, though. I mean, there's, I'm sure there's every WrestleMania, there's a plan A, B, and C. Yeah, but um, yeah, they, but you know what's interesting? If anybody looks at the photo, the left side has another pay-per-view on it, and I'm curious if any of those matches ended up being different also. So anybody go, goes look at it online, you'll see what I'm talking about. But tomorrow night in the WWE backstage, we have The Miz, making an appearance. I guess we'll hear a little bit more about John Morrison. Yeah. Any, uh, I mean, I know we talked about it Friday on uh, Patreon, but any comments you want to add here about uh, John Morrison officially back on TV and uh, what we discussed about him and Miz being a tag team again? Yeah, since it was for mostly a select audience for us on Friday for blah, 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 unless they, you heard it already or you were part of the live chat, Um I think Morrison and the tag team is the way to go. Everyone's like, oh, this back with Miz, this is like a demotion. No, it's not. It's They were a top team, and the WWE needs more teams. they got to emphasize more in the tag team division. And Miz needs a fresh coat of paint, and I think him and him getting back together, maybe doing some new dirt sheet stuff, I don't care if they're baby faces or heelish baby faces or straight-up heels. I think that's the way to go. 
Morrison's uh, what he signed a five-year deal, three-year deal. Probably finish up his career here. Miz is definitely going to finish up his career here. So why not team him up for now? See if it works. If not, Morrison goes solo. Mm-hmm. He's a proven commodity in the tag team and as a solo star. So uh, teaming up with Miz, I like because if they're going to do the dirt sheet stuff again, and I know they can't go as far as they used to go. It's a different time than ten years ago. But uh, I, I wouldn't mind seeing them together again. And we talked about it, DT. Mm-hmm. In real life, they were both best men at each other's wedding. They are best friends in real life, so they have a good chemistry together. Let's see what happens with I am all for them teaming up. I don't care that Marson's not a solo act. Well, let me just thank J.R. Adams. He reminded me that WrestleMania 30, uh, Kane ended up teaming up with the New Age Outlaws to take on the Shield. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's right. Yeah, so uh, that was the match there. Now... Um, yeah, no, we talked about it Friday, and I love the idea of having Miz and Morrison team up again. I think, I'm not making a prediction yet, but my immediate reaction is, oh, Miz and Morrison regain those tag titles from New Day, Miz and Morrison feud with heavy machinery, Miz and Morrison doing their fucking segments making fun of Otis. By the way, did you uh, see the hair dye change for Mandy Rose? They ch- again. I must have missed all the stuff today. I was multitasking today, but I didn't see that they dyed her hair. Uh, somebody in the chat, could you post the current photo of Mandy Rose? I fucking love it. Why, why was she this all over Twitter? I didn't see any of this. She on she looks. You know why? Because I'm not. None, I'm not saying to take a shot at you. I'm just saying because I don't live on Twitter. You know what I mean? No, no. Like, no I'm talking about. But you would see throughout the day and everyone's oh, so yeah, well, you know what for it Mandy is? Rose. So I'm Kev. Did you see this picture? I would have thought someone would. Oh yeah, no, no. I, I totally. Yeah. I hear oh, you. I see it now. I, see I hear now. you. Oh, she, I, good. she fucking looks phenomenal with the brown hair. Now, I've always yeah, said, you know, I, I'm into brunettes, not blondes, but Me there's too, another man. photo out there too. Um, same same event. Could somebody post the other photo? I think um and and for the people, I'm sorry for those in Mix Mixler, because Mixler, unfortunately, <laughs> we can't post photos. But if you go on Discord, I'm telling you, you could see stuff there. But um I don't know if this is her real hair color, but you know what? I take that back. Mandy Rose is Italian, right? Yeah, she's Italian. Yeah. It, I'm not saying this to sound like an asshole. It's not racist, obviously, but let me ask you this. Hmm. I mean, you're Italian. I'm Italian. My parents are from Sicily and Naples. Do you have any Oops. blonde-haired Italians in your family? No, the only blonde in my family is my uh, mom because my mom is Irish. Okay, well, that's what I'm saying. But as far as Italian goes, you have any blonde? No, no, no. Italian side, my dad's side is all dark hair, dark eyes. There's nobody. Uh, that's not there's the nobody photo. Blonde. There's another photo of Mandy Rose from that day. It's fucking phenomenal. Looks even better than the other one. Um, uh, no, that's DTA, not her, her real last name, DT, is Sakamano. So there you go. Uh, he, um, yeah, there's, there's another photo. It, I, it's not available right now, but she looks phenomenal. I'm just Mandy. a little confused, like... Why dye the hair like now? Like I, what is she gonna do? Show up on SmackDown, and say, "Oh, I changed my hair color." You know, I don't know. I but I I fucking like it. I like it. Uh, okay, that's a little bit closer up. I mean, you know, but she, she looks like a totally different person. She does. She. I was gonna say a little like Trish, but she's actually looks a little different than Trish. She looks younger. Well, there's there's a picture of her more full. I don't know why people keep posting a photo where she looks like she's picking up something from the floor. 
Yeah, new hair. Who's this? Yeah, yeah. She looks good though. I mean, she's a good-looking woman, and um, I, I don't know. I guess it'll just uh, tweak her character. Like, there's too many blondes. You got yeah. What's her name going for the title? Uh, the knockout woman. What's her name? I'm, I'm, oh my god, I'm blanking on her name. Lacey Evans. Lacey Evans, and you got Natty, and you got uh, is it is what's her name back to being a blonde again? Carmella. Carmella's dark hair. Yeah, I guess. Then you it's got hard, Dan- to keep Dana up. Broke. You know, you got her. Dana, Dana, yeah, Dana Brooke. Maybe there's too many. There's too many, and maybe Mandy's even. Maybe she even asked permission. Got to change my look a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, she looks really good. I mean, yeah. it's going to be interesting to see how she uh, well, pulls it off with the audience. My immediate reaction was have Miz and Morrison take the tag titles off of New Day. New Day don't need belts right now. I know they did it. You know, it was kind of a consolation for Kofi. You know, for you know, a lot of people were very upset with the way he lost the title. Um. But Miz and Morrison win the titles and then few with heavy machinery. What do you think about putting Mandy with Miz and Morrison as their Molina? Oh, I, I like that too. If you remember, we yeah. said that, you know, maybe yeah. Mandy Rose swerves Otis. And maybe she, and now with Morrison there, maybe she ends up being like this significant other. Speaking of Molina, um, I love, I didn't think it was that big of a deal, but no, it, was it was kind fine, of funny Jerry tonight. Lawler. It was funny. <laughs> Jerry Lawler, instead of saying Zelina, he said Molina. He did. He actually said it twice. Yeah, Zelina. Molina. Well, yeah, it's yeah, uh, one letter difference, so it's pretty close, right? Yeah. Uh, yeah. Um, by the way, speaking of that match, and I give Ray a hard time. That was a very good match. It was, but I don't like the. I got a Full wife. Finish. I got a daughter. Oh yeah, he's really. What is what does that mean? Like you inadvertently punch your wife and punch your daughter? Why? Just because she's got tits in a bush that you have emotional anguish because you (laughs) decked her? I didn't understand that. I mean, I I have a daughter. Unless the daughter is fucking twenty nine years old and looks like Zelina Vega, why would you even say something like that? If I accidentally punch a guy in the face, I have a son. I have a father. I have an uncle. I have a cousin. I have a neighbor. I got a. Come on, what what was that? He's like, oh, I got, I have a daughter, I have a wife. It just, yeah. it started great, and then to me, it just went downhill. But next week we get Buddy Murphy and Alistair Black once again. I'm still gonna go with what I said the night of the pay per view. I want them two teaming up. Yeah, that they end up like a like a Cesaro Sheamus thing, a big feud with best of. Well, didn't they have a best of seven Sheamus and Cesaro at one point? Yeah. And uh, I think that's going to happen. I agree with you, DT. I think that's another team in the making. Again, don't have to fast track. Either guy is a solo. There's time. There's other guys in the title hunt before them, uh, like Drew McIntyre. Uh, so put Alistair Black with him as a tag team. I like it. I, th- I think it's a good idea, too. For those who asked me why do they not do a best of seven with Sheamus and Cesaro. That would I'll, be great, though, by the way. It would be, but I'll give the same answer I gave right after the pay-per-view. When they were going to have the rematch, I said there's no chance that Buddy Murphy was winning that rematch. I don't know if they want to put a loss under Aleister Black's belt right now. I still feel that same way. I don't think anybody out there envisions right now that if they have a best of seven series, this means that Aleister Black is going to lose two or three matches. He may win the best of seven, and he would win the best of seven, but I don't know if WWE would even allow Aleister Black to have a couple of losses right now. So if you do a best of seven, what does that do for Buddy Murphy if Aleister Black sweeps? It doesn't help Buddy Murphy. I just think 
what I said originally, that they're going to start showing signs of respect to each other, that they're both tough motherfuckers. And sometimes, you know, you align with your opponent and you become an unstoppable force. And that tag team division needs new blood. I mean, the three-way tonight for the tag titles was was okay. Um, there was some controversy because people thought Ivar took a shit. It actually <laughs> was... Um, uh what's his face his face paint oh, yeah it was it was his face paint rubbing on ivar's ass yeah that wasn't oh, that shit was, oh, it, it was the it was uh oh, it was awful. face paint um you know gallows is face paint but that tag team division is really a mess right now an absolute mess so it I, is and and street profits god bless them they try you know to get over i even say when they're going through the crowd they try and get people up and into it they got charisma for days uh obviously montel a little bit more than his partner but uh they can only do so much because i just think you know, i don't know it just seems to me the crowd is like the raw crowd at least is is like they have this almost robotic reaction to tag teams like uh, almost like it's an, an annoyance <laughs> to watch a tag team match all right let's get let's get to the the, the better stuff uh, and there's some good tag teams there. I mean, it's funny, you know, one that tag team in New Japan was big, but in WWE they're not anything really. Viking Raiders were big on the independent circuit and Ring of Honor, and you could throw all these these platitudes at everybody, but it, to the WWE universe or the audiences, they're not looked at as that way. You know, I hear this all day long how big the OC would be somewhere else, the Raiders or any company would put them to the top. And I shake my head and I go, but they're here. They're in the WWE. They're not there. And that's yesterday. This is today. This is now. And the only team that's really trying, in my opinion, to even capture the fans is is the Street Profits. I mean, the War Raiders, I, I just don't know if they're ever going to really catch on DT. And the OC, without AJ, get no reaction at all. Zero. It's like a guy who's friends with a girl who just got married. And the guy says, oh, she ever gets divorced. Oh, she's mine. And good luck with having that hope for five years, <laughs> yeah, exactly, ten years, right. twenty years, and yet she's still married. So, yeah, maybe they would be utilized some of these tag teams better in another company. The problem is they're not in the other company, right, and they're, they're not here, released, right. and they're under contract, and you don't know how many years they're going to be here, uh, or in the WWE, I should say. Um, so you can't keep going, oh, could you imagine him here? I mean, there's nothing wrong with fantasizing, yeah. imagining a tag team in another company. I mean, of course. But the idea that you hold out this type of excitement, like, oh, my God, you know, one day the OC are going to be in AEW. They're going to tear it up with the Young Bucks. Yeah. Well, you know what? That might be five or ten years from now, you know? So, exactly. So what, what are you going to do? Talk about it for five years? Keep going on a, on a fucking Facebook page and, oh, fantasy match, Young Bucks versus OC. <laughs> 962 days to their contract ends. It's like I, I laugh at stuff like that. I'm like, yeah, here's the problem. We need people over now in this company. That's the problem. That reminds me of being a Mets fan. Mets are two or three years away from I, I want wins now. I want a season now. I'm tired of hearing that. It's, it's just a bullshit fucking narrative that uh, people try to, to just distract you from the obvious problem, which was the tag team division is a mess, like you said, DT, and they need some some new tag teams and I think if it comes to fruition what you said Buddy Murphy and Alistair Black is a tag team there could be some team that can generate some excitement yeah shout out to Aaron Kloss Al Nahia Anthony Smith James Grusel Mark Israel Bob O'Mac CJ Uihara Cressman James Deal Courtney Summers Diogo Nobre John Coffey Tim Everhart Andrew 914 
Donald J. Trump, Russell Zavala, Murakums Jr., Morell, excuse me, Douglas McKay, Keith Lee, James Farmer, Josh, John Garcia, Mad Dog No Good, Tommy Pikachu, Larry Trailer, Zach Spoonamore, Chris Lumna, Rich Maharg, Julian LeBlanc, Carl Buteau, a.k.a. Cheese of Rice, Spider Lou and Big Red, Brandon Rice, Rob McKay, Brian Byrne, Daniel Warren, and Michael Cuomo. Yeah, I should have clarified a little bit more earlier. You know, when I said, you know, starting 2020, we we're really going to adhere to the schedule as far as, you know, being done with shows by a certain time. Mondays, I, I should elaborate a little bit more. When I say as best as we could, Mondays are going to average 60 to 75 minutes. Right. Same thing with Wednesday. Patron, obviously, you know, it's a little bit different there because, let's just say it, I mean, they are our sponsors. They are uh, the reason why, you know, these shows are still free for everyone. They help us with a, a tremendous amount of expense. Of course. So, you know, we're not trying to jip anybody, but, you know, we um, and the shows there are formulated for them based on their feedback and what they want us to talk about. So, you know, we're trying to spread it out really nicely. And uh, tomorrow you have your solo show, Castle Chronicles, on Patreon. Yeah, yeah 815. Wednesday will be Wednesday night. Donovan, I will talk about Wrestle Kingdom 14 on Wednesday, everybody. Oh, I cool. saw yeah. about two-thirds of it. Good, um, good. You know, definitely I have a few things to say with that. And by the way... Uh, What's going on in Australia is just terrible. Oh, yeah, very terrible. You know, you see what's going on with those koala bears. I mean, yeah, I think some sad. people made a mistake because I kept hearing people say a half a billion animals. I think it was a half a million. I, I yeah, it's got to be half a million. Yeah. It can't be a half a billion. I mean, it's just, if you think about it, I just, it can't be. It's got to be a half a million, but still, even if it was, a, it was 50, it's too many. But um, with yeah. the fires out there... A lot of people are donating items to charity, and uh, the actual shirt that Chris Jericho wore at Wrestle Kingdom 14, he has on eBay right now. And as of a couple of hours ago, the high bid was $1,500, and all the proceeds are going to go uh, towards you know those trying to combat the fires out there. Tell you something, too. Um, if you research a little bit about what's going on in Australia, I read something tonight. There, there was over a hundred people arrested for starting forest fires. It, oh, is God. that? I mean, that just. I don't know what kind of laws you know you have in Australia. I yeah. but I read that in a few reliable places tonight, and I'm like, they didn't all get arrested at the same time. <clears throat> right, right. But I just can't picture people like, hey, you know, you want to go to movies today? Nah, I'm gonna go start a fire. I just, I, I don't get that. I don't get that. Wait, do you know where you read that, DT? Oh, it's just a, a couple of news outlets talking about that. Infowars. I, I didn't. I, yeah, I didn't know it was. It was. I mean, I hope. People, I hope it was parody, man, because I read that on a couple of different websites well, tonight about people with arson. I just, I, I, it's probably wrong, but yeah, I'm, I'm looking at it right now. Arson, Australia, bushfires, cops. Well, yeah, I mean, it, it can yeah, no, be. no. Here it is. Um, yeah. Uh, let's see, Bushfire, the Australian. Is the Australian a parody site? I don't think so. I don't think people would be parodying, you know, all this crazy shit right now. Bushfires, firebugs, fueling crisis, arson arrest toll hits 183. Oh, it geez. says more than 180 alleged arsonists have been arrested since the start of the bushfire season, with 29 blazes deliberately lit in the Shoalhaven region of Southeast NSW in just three months. I don't think that's parody. 
No, I mean, listen, the, the turned out the last big California wildfire, which was uh, not this past November, November before, uh, was man, man, ma- man-made, literally by man-made error. Um, you know, it didn't help of the dry climate and, and the, you know, the lack of rain in California, but it was caused by man. I was wondering if I didn't know for a fact if these fires were started by uh, it purposefully. You know what I mean? Yeah. I, I don't know. Yeah. You know, I mean, they Back in the end of November, there was uh, they arrested a, a volunteer firefighter. Yeah, uh, I heard about that. Yeah, yeah. he he started some uh, of the fires. It's just it's it's crazy. I uh, my thoughts are with everybody there because I know we definitely have uh, an audience, and some of our patrons are from yeah, Australia. Yeah, we, we we definitely have some fan base in Australia. Yeah, actually, do we shout out uh, our friend Vito sent us those cards you know what I'm talking about mm-hmm. um, so thanks to Vito for that he hit me up today and I said yeah shout you out tonight so thanks for the uh, cards Vito we will use them in, in, in the best way well yeah. Yeah, well, you know funny thing is, is I have one from my father because his neighbor is a sergeant but mm-hmm. you know it's, I've never I haven't used one in 20 years but oh, it's always good to have more than one anyway because I, I don't know Absolutely. if it's like they take the card and like okay here's your get out of jail free card and then that's it but no that was kinda, cool yeah. that was cool it's, it's kind of is yeah he's got his information his number if you need him on the back yeah this Wednesday AEW is going to honor legends of Memphis wrestling uh, yeah, as I'm part of Dynamite mm-hmm. you know the, the legends honored Angelo Poffo, Randy Savage, Lance Russell, Eddie and Tommy Gilbert, Brian Christopher, Austin Idol, Dave Brown, The Rock and Roll Express, and Handsome Jimmy Valiant. Wow, that's great. I think it's great, but what I'm just curious is, um, are they going to show, like, footage? Is it going to be packages? Because a lot of those people are dead. And I'm not trying to say it to be funny. I'm just saying, like... Jimmy's alive. Jimmy Valiant's alive. No, no, but what I'm saying is, I mean, Angelo Poffo and Randy Savage are deceased. I know Lanny okay. Poffo is going to be there. Uh, Lance Russell is deceased. Hot Stuff Dave Eddie Brown. Gilbert is deceased. D- Dave Brown is uh, going to but- be doing some commentary on AEW. Oh, Dark. that's all. I heard uh, Doug Gilbert's going to be there representing Eddie and his father. Well, that's that's what I'm saying. Yeah, not, yeah. Not, no disrespect to Doug Gilbert or Lanny Poffo. But, you know, I just can't picture the crowd oohing and on and making such a big deal about Lanny Poffo and Doug Gilbert coming out. Rock and Roll Express, obviously. Um, if Jimmy I, Valiant comes out, that would be probably a good pop. He, yeah, uh, Bill, I just... Bill Dun- is Bill Dundee going to be there? I think I said Bill Dundee's going to be there. I didn't see anything about Bill Dundee. Oh, okay. But, um, I, you know, look, I, I agree with everybody out there. You know, what's a Memphis tribute if Jerry Lawler is not there too? But I think we all can understand why Jerry Lawler yeah. will not be there. But look, I, I hope it's good. I hope um, a lot of the tribute is off camera because I just, I can't picture them coming up with all these video packages of Memphis wrestling, like tributing each person. It's just a lot of work and, you know, it's, they have to put over their own matches in two hours. I mean, fans are going to tune in because they want to see the wrestling. They don't want to be bogged down with 15, 20 minutes of Memphis tribute. So I hope it's more, you know, live for the crowd. Maybe you show some of it on AEW Dark. That would be a nice thing to do. And it's and I'm not against it. I just, when you look at it on paper, it feels more like, all right, we need to try to get some extra tickets sold over here. So we'll, you know, we'll tribute all these people and we only have to fly in Lanny Poffer. You probably could get him in for maybe like a, 
you know, yeah, Doug, li- Doug lives in the area. Yeah. So. Doug lives in the area. So it's not a, a tremendous expense to bring a few of the guys in. DT, so, did they say Austin Idol is going to be there? I believe so. So yeah, Austin's still active, uh, obviously with the NWA. But, and but, you know, you should, they should bring Tommy Rich in. Tommy Rich is. Can I, can I ask you this, Austin what? Idol? I'm not saying this to be a jerk. I'm just asking yeah. an honest question. How many AEW millennials know Austin Idol? Probably not a lot, but some will know him from the uh, series that the NWA series they did with uh, Nick Aldis because he was Nick Aldis's manager for a while. I'm sure a lot of you guys seen that too. I don't believe he's part of that anymore. Obviously Nick's got a whole new crew with Camilla and all those people. Um, but yeah, Austin Idol, you really have to be one of like guys like us, like kind of wrestling aficionados know who he is. I mean, Austin Idol was a real big deal in Memphis. Sure, you know? He was, sure. he really was. Um, same thing with handsome Jimmy Valiant, boogie woogie man. Everybody should know. I almost am cringing to be honest with you, thinking about DT of the tepid reaction they might get. So I'm kind of like, no, the I, fans I honestly think the fans in attendance will be very respectful. And will I be, hope so. I hope yeah, so. I, I don't see them com- complaining at all, especially Rock and Roll Express are going to get, you know, big pop. They're the current what NWA the, tag champs. Oh, uh, you know, it's funny. I mean, they probably Steve Kern and Stan Lane still alive and well. They should get the fabulous ones who are really big. Uh, f- I'm surprised they're not bringing the fabulous ones who are bigger than Rock and Roll Express in Memphis. Um, Dave Brown, though, is a great. If you guys want to hear a great announcer, check out Dave Brown on AEW. He still does the news. He's still a weatherman mm-hmm. for Memphis News. He's a great announcer. He's still only in his 60s. Dave started when he was in his late 20s as Lance's associate. Uh, so Dave Brown is great. He took over for Lance Russell. I'm looking forward to seeing Dave Brown. I have some commentary of him covering when um... – Oh, Andy Kaufman went to Memphis. Oh, I, don't, okay. I don't know if he teamed up with Jerry Lawler, but he teamed up with someone. I, I don't know. It couldn't have been with Jerry Lawler because he was feuding with Jerry, but he teamed up with someone else. Anybody out there remember who it was? Because it was somebody big. might have been Bobby Heenan, <laughs> believe it or not. It was somebody. It, I, I'm probably Wait, that, that Kaufman teamed up with? Kaufman, it might have been around 1983. But was it Jimmy Hart? No, Kaufman, I think it might have been Chicago, actually. Forgive me. I think a building was closing in Chicago. There is YouTube footage of it. It was a news report. Um, I think it was a closing of a famous building in Chicago. It may have been a promotion affiliated with Memphis, but the more I think about it, I don't think it was Memphis wrestling. But, um, But like you said about the fabulous ones, this is the problem you fall into when you want to do something like this. It's a nice idea on paper, but if you don't really know very deeply about Memphis wrestling lineage, you know, and you decide, oh, we're going to bring in the Rock and Roll Express because everybody loves them right now. What they did with LAX or Santana and Ortiz, and, but... Yeah, but the fabulous ones are better suited for Memphis wrestling if you know your history. So, right. you know, you're going to bring in the fabulous ones instead of the Rock and Roll Express? No, because you want, you know, you're trying to draw name talent. And this is the trap you fall into because now it feels like, okay, we're just trying to find a way to get some additional people to show up. Jeez, as long as they don't bring in the Spellbinder. 
Joke. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Anybody remember? DT, what was his name in uh, WWE when he came out and he took the guy's underwear off? Oh, no, uh, that was uh, uh, Fantasio. Yeah, that's the Spellbinder. Fantasio. I think it was Fantasio. Yeah, that was Fantasio. Yeah, that was, he was the Spellbinder in Memphis for years and he got his tryout in one shot. And I remember Gorilla Monsoon was doing the uh, announcing on that. And that was just one Was it match Steve yet. Lombardi that he faced? Yeah, I, th I think it was Steve Lombardi, but uh, it was Dusty oh, Wolf or Steve Lombardi, somebody like that. I think it like was that. Steve Lombardi. But um, yeah, it was, uh, that's, uh, he was the spellbinder for years. He was a mid, uh, like the mime, a mime, and then he turned heel. And he was in Memphis for like 15 years, and that was his only WWE tryout. Believe it or not, was, I think Jim Ross you know, and Gorilla Monsoon might have been on commentary for that match. I don't know why think, I'm remembering. I think you're right. It was it was definitely Gorilla Tony Monsoon. Tony DeVito. Tony DeVito. That's right. Oh, it was Tony DeVito. Yeah, Tony yeah. DeVito from the, Bald from the Baldies. Yep. Yep. He would go on to be Tony in the Baldies. Yep. ECW, that's yep. right. He took his underwear off, and it was just so stupid. And it was uh, like grand opening, grand closing. His name was Del Rios. He was a cop in Memphis, and he was on the independent circuit in Memphis for like 15 years. And Jerry Jarrett got him a tryout with the WWF at that time. Yep. One appearance, and, was, and then he came yeah. back, I think, one time for Fantasmo. a very brief cup of coffee, and that was it. So, oh, my God. I love it. Fantasmo. Yeah. Uh, everybody out there, check out DJ Dells and his Sneaker Attic podcast on YouTube. Um, not just about sneaker reviews, but a lot of wrestling content as well. You got Rock Reviews, which is another great podcast that focuses on a lot of retro rock music and some very um, oddball albums that for some reason were successful. And you listen back to them, they sound like shit. A lot of the albums they review, I don't even know who they are, but they just do it so so funny and at times. It's worth a listen. Elman Shaw has a great display store. Um, anybody that's seen that video game artwork that I have and uh, Jude will tell everybody that, you know, I ended up buying three of them because I gave them away as Christmas gifts to family members. Um, SubZeroComics.com for your wrestling, comic book, and pop culture collectible needs. Your Best Bargains, LLC. Mike, shout out to you, my friend. He's got an Amazon and an eBay store. And starting next week, I'm going to plug a different link so you can access all of his items. Uh, Christ in the Toyverse, Bob O'Mac, a uh, great YouTube podcast that reviews a lot of collectibles, bobbleheads. You can get them under the name Undercover Capes. And Raul Romo is on eBay. If you're into pro wrestling cards, uh, maybe some vintage packs, you want to complete a set. He's got a lot of cards on eBay. You could search his name there. Um, continued well wishes goes out to Tracy Smothers, who's battling lymphoma, Bobby yeah. Fulton, who's battling throat cancer, Hulk Hogan, who just had back surgery and is back in the gym. And I guess we could end on this. Did you see the most recent photo of Hulk Hogan that he all posted? Gray. All, all gray, yeah. Did you see the beard? Yeah, I saw it. Uh, interesting, interesting look, I guess. But he's an older man. He's an older man. Yeah. I mean, I don't know. That creeped me out. Anybody, anybody want to post it? Can anybody yeah, post it? Discord, please post the photo before we go. The reason why I creep everybody out, and I'm not even going to say anything, post the photo of what Hogan put about being back in the gym. Yeah, there, there Who, is. Who does he look like? Uh, Santa Claus. No, he looks like Randy Savage right before he died. Oh, a little bit. Yeah, maybe like Randy. Yeah, well, also, let me scroll back. If you look at Randy Savage. The photos when he married that that woman, you know, right, you know, shortly before his passing. Yeah, high school sweetheart. Yeah. You look at them side by side; it's creepy. And wow, yeah, it does look a little like Savage. If yeah. you, yeah, if you look at Savage and you look at him, I mean, they're not identical twins, but mm -hmm. 
but it's pretty... You, you look at them side by side, you'll see what I'm talking about. There is one photo in particular of Savage that if you put a close-up and put it side by side, I don't know if Hogan had that thought on his mind as he was growing this, but you know, the, especially the cheekbones and the way the beard is, it looks like a clone of Randy Savage. Wow. Yeah, Damn, it's, it's pretty uh, amazing. If, if people you look should, it up, you'll be surprised. You should maybe keep that look. It's not bad. Uh, well, you know what? The problem is, is these photos. Yeah, now you see that photo. Now, nobody posted anything. Kyle just posted that photo. Now, right under that, post the Hogan photo again. No, 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 the, the one with the, the, the first one, not the where he's wearing the hat because he's got no glasses on. All right, now look at them so, next to each other. Wow, see the, see yeah, Savage see without the top. glasses? Yeah, Savage wow. without the glasses and Hogan. I mean, they look like brothers. Wow. Yeah, it does. They have kind of almost the same face in a way. Yeah, the cheek. But you see Hulk? He's He keeps a towel over his head. You don't want to show the bald head. So ridiculous. We've seen it a million times. We've seen him wrestle without a bandana on. Yeah, I don't know why he does that, man. It's like a complex. I don't weird. know why he does that, but, you know. Look, as long as Hogan doesn't rap, and as long as he doesn't get into a car accident, he can keep the beard. That's how I look at it. Uh, there's a, yeah, there's yeah. a side picture. Philip Again, his, far, his top of his head's cut out. Yes, yes. But it's not a bad It's not a bad look. I, 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 I'd actually keep that if I was him. Yeah. I gotta well, see. He doesn't want the, the bad luck Randy and Savage had with that. Yeah. Jeez. Well, why doesn't he get hair plugs? You know, at this stage in the game, nah, it would look ridiculous. Yeah. Yeah. Was he sixty? How old is Hogan? Sixty-seven. He, he's up there in age now. He's up there. You know. But God bless him. He's, he's yeah. still around. I know some people out there don't like. You know, I say that. DT. Uh, no, he's sixty-six. He's going to be sixty-seven in August. Okay, yeah, if they have plugs at this point, it would be ridiculous. Yeah. But um, you know what it is? We're not used to seeing them without the Fu Manchu. No, I, I, again, that's not a bad look. You know, everybody changes it up eventually, and, uh, you know, it's uh, not a bad look, and especially for his age, and still a big guy, and it's not that far. I know he needs the Hogan look. It's what makes him money. It's what people want to see. Uh, probably him and his vanity wouldn't want to go out looking like that. He would think he's not giving people Hulk Hogan. Yeah. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Well, okay. with that said, we are done. Um, yep. You know, we're staying right around that time frame. I think, you know, very manageable. And, uh, you know, hopefully, you know, I'm, I've been changing all my software up and doing a lot of test things. No echo tonight whatsoever. Oh, Not even great. a glimpse of it. I think uh, people out there may have noticed a little bit of uh, change in the audio. And um, believe me, I'm working behind the scenes trying to get everything as perfect as possible. And, uh, you know, I just want to thank everybody for your support. Keep spreading the words. Never too late. I, I, I appreciate everybody out there, but I get a kick out of people who be like, wow, I just found your show. Been a wrestling fan for 20 years. Never knew your show existed. Yeah, yeah. I'm like, wow, you know, it's pretty amazing. But, uh, and All you know, someone says, I never, I never heard of you guys. I've been listening to podcasts for 10 years. I'm like, okay. Yeah. So, yeah. all right. I will talk to you tomorrow for Castle Chronicles. Yeah, I'll see everybody tomorrow night, 815 Castle Chronicles. Thank you, DT. I thank you, everybody, and catch you tomorrow night for CC. Sounds good. Later. All right, everybody. I hope you enjoyed this episode. For those listening live, uh, I should have this online in about 15 minutes, barring no complications. And a uh, few of you asked during the show about when 
video was going to be starting. Well, I could let everybody know that Mish and I are planning on doing a test video uh, run this Thursday for Breakfast Soup on Patreon. So if you're on Patreon, or if you're not yet and you want to sign up, uh, we, we're going to do a dry run. I mean, obviously, if we get any last-minute complications, it's not going to go down. But I could tell you Shaheen, Nuclear Heat, shout out to him. He is working on some great templates, and he's going to have one done in time for Thursday. So if everything goes well, we will do a dry run Thursday. Oh, that's awesome. Thank you, Alan. Look at the Discord chat. If anybody's listening later on, go back to Tuesday, January 7th, 12.22 a.m., Tell me they don't look the same, Hogan and Savage. Wow. The beard is, it's creepy how how spot on it. The cheekbones, the nose, I mean, it's, it's creepy. It's creepy. But um, anyway, getting back to video. Uh, as long as we don't have any complications, Thursday we're going to do a trial run, do some video. Um, I'm definitely, Joe is saying Patron with pay spelled P-A-Y. Joe, you have no idea the expenses involved with everything that we do. And um, if we didn't have Patreon, either these shows would not be in existence right now or it would be subscription only. So that helps us tremendously. Their donations for help us stay in business, especially that we're trying to go to the next level. But getting back to it, if if we end up doing video Thursday and it goes without a hitch, my plan is to start video full-time next Wednesday for Wednesday Night Dynamite, which would be January 15th. Um, if I have no, you know, complications, the, the software is not easy to learn. Plus, you know, a lot of the equipment and stuff, you know, getting used to green screens. If anybody saw tonight on Raw, Rusev standing in front of the beach and the palm tree, uh, in actuality, he was backstage in front of a green screen and they could put any backdrop that they want and uh that's what a green screen does so you know i there's a lot of stuff that i'm working on and the problem is with you know real life and job and relationship and bird sitting and you know everyday stuff you know i'm trying to sneak in as much learning as possible but i'm getting there i'm getting there so uh, video is going to start full-time within the next 10 to 14 days. It's not going to be dragged out, and uh, we'll give everybody a lot of different options as far as how you want to watch live. We'll have YouTube available. We'll have a few other outlets. You'll, I think you'll be able to watch us live on Discord as well, and uh, there'll always be an audio version too if you're looking to just listen to the show audio only. So, all right, everybody, I'm out of here. Have a great night, and thank you, as always, for the support. Ciao. John O'Mai. It was fun to channel surf. It was kind of hard to do a little pocket pool after you're hitting the last channel button 50 times for two hours plus. John O'Mai. And his whole idea of overanalyzing, oh, he's an alcoholic, and he misplaced the belt. And how could you have someone champion like that? The fuck out of here. Wednesday night. Don O'Mai. You can have fun. You really are.
This weekend at Kohl's, take an extra 15% off. Save on men's and women's denim. Get Under Armour shoes for the family, $59.99 and under. And pick up a Power XL air fryer, just $84.99. Plus, take an extra $10 off your back-to-school purchase of $50 or more. Plus, store drive-up. And get a little more for your wallet with Kohl's Cash. Shop Kohl's and Kohl's.com. Select styles, 15% off the promo code Notebook and August 16th. Under Armour offers and coupons do not apply. 10 off 50 with promo code BTS10 and August 23rd. Some exclusions apply. See store or Kohl's.com for details. I'm enrolling in Medicare soon, and it had me a little confused. Then I found MyHealthPolicy.com. With MyHealthPolicy.com, I could go online and compare Medicare Advantage plans from some top-rated national insurers, including $0 monthly premium plans. I could learn about plans in my area and talk with a licensed insurance agent if needed. MyHealthPolicy.com has made doing my research a whole lot easier. My choice, my Medicare, myhealthpolicy.com. New to Medicare? Start now. Go to myhealthpolicy.com to learn about some of the top-rated Medicare Advantage plans in your area, including plans for $0 a month in plan premiums, low out-of-pocket costs, and expansive provider networks. If you're thinking about a Medicare Advantage plan, myhealthpolicy.com is a great place to go to find a plan that meets your needs. Learn more about your options. Even talk with a licensed insurance agent. Myhealthpolicy.com. 